A key player is someone who's committed to explosive growth as a leader across the board, not just in their creative art or their music, not just in their business, not just with their family, not just with their interpersonal relationships, not just with their body, but all across the board. And so the main and most important question becomes, how can I access that state of flow where my creativity is flowing, my frequency is high, and I'm attracting those people, places, times, and events into my life that my heart desires? That is the most important question. This podcast will give you the answer. And for even more help on this, visit keyplayer.life for more help. Stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Is that backwards? I don't even know if this thing flips it backwards. I'm not sure. Anyway, letting others voluntarily evolve. That's what that stands for. But it actually, it's love. But I think it might say something totally different when it's flipped backwards. <clears throat> anyway, what's going on, Heather? What's up? Hey, um, so a quick little coming to you live here from Nashville. We are... Uh, got this whole beautiful house to ourselves <clears throat> it's an airbnb and it is awesome um super excited to get to go to uh where's the good lighting here super excited to get to go to funnel hacking uh, live and um there's so many amazing things happening in my life right now and i'm so happy i'm so grateful for the insights and i'm going to share it right now uh the insights and now look, you're you're probably going to hear this and you're probably going to think, I know that. That makes sense. And truthfully, I've known this or I've heard it and said I knew it for, for years, but it doesn't matter because there's always new levels, new devils. There's always more heights, more frights. You can always take it deeper. And I'm less concerned with learning more stuff on a surface level and I'm like obsessed with learning a very few things very deeply. And so this is one of those things that I'm uh, over the last, maybe we'll say six months or so, really gotten way deeper on. And I'm going to share it right now. So here's what it is. What's up, Sal? Here's what it is. Like, and this makes, it's so obvious. It is so obvious that any other way of operating, any other way of seeing the world just pales in comparison to this simple, powerful perspective that really is working miracles in my life, um, in my relationships, and like, like with clients and with friends and like with my kids. It is so amazing. And here's what it is. Check this out. Just imagine uh, a perspective in which there is no, like, there's no such thing as, okay, other people, how, how am I going to say this? This will be good. I'll, I'll practice saying it. And then you guys can give your feedback. I want you to tell me, those of you who are watching this thing with me live, or even those of you who are watching it on the recording, I want you to just comment and tell me how clearly this is coming across and also ask any questions because that'll help both of us really it'll help everybody um because those questions will let me know all right that's where it could be said a little more clearly but check it out imagine a perspective in which there's no like separation there's no difference between you 
and somebody else. If people come on here on my comments all the time and they'll be like, oh, you're, this thing was great, this thing was amazing, my response to them is always the same. You'll notice it. I'll, I'll go in there or I'll respond and I always say this thing. I say, if you spot it, you got it, right? So if you spot it, you got it. What does this mean? Well, if you can see it in somebody else, then where is it actually, where's the source of it? That might be a little unclear, but if I can see it in you, then then it's in me. That's that's the bottom line. What we're all seeing in other people is really just a reflection back to us of something that we're projecting. The way we see others is a reflection back of our own selves, our own um, projections. We're constantly, takes one to know one. That's right. You are the mirror. Yes, Cher, I love this. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Heather and Cher. I love the way you're adding to this. You are the mirror. We're all mirrors of each other. That's all we are. So if you can imagine moving through the world knowing that the world, your world, is completely 100% created by you, or for me, my world is completely created by me. I'm the god of my world. I'm the creator of my world. I'm the creator of my universe. You're the creator of yours. And uh, not to sound like, I don't know, sacrilegious or something. I don't really care if it does sound sacrilegious. I'm the god of my world, okay? I'm the creator of my whole experience. And it sounds really good. It's like, yeah, in theory, that sounds good. But most of us, we don't like move through the world and operate. What's up, Jessica? My sister-in-law just jumped on. That's cool. I love it when you I love it when I see you on here, Jessica. But we don't actually really fully operate like that, do we? To to the level that we could. Well, I'll tell you this, if we did, if we all just decided that no matter what, we're going to come from we're going to take 100% responsibility for our whole entire reality, including the way that we see other people, the way other people show up to us, the way situations occur to us or show up to us, the way we see everything, and only put energy and attention behind ways that we see other people and situations and things that we only put attention behind the parts of it that serve our highest desires, right? If if I see something in the world and it is contrary or it's in conflict with my deepest desire, then and if I can have the awareness to distinguish that I'm doing that, that I'm seeing it that way, well then I can have I have the choice in that moment to change it. If I can distinguish that I'm doing that. But if I can't distinguish that I'm doing that, then now what? Now I'm screwed. Now I need somebody else to change their behavior, their their stance, their approach. I need the, I need God to I need some some like yeah some God that's like out there apart from me and I and choosing how things happen. Like I need him or her to to to, to change or to bless me in order to be happy. I need situations to change in order for me to be happy. And what I'm left with is a whole lot of hoping, praying, wishing, wanting, and not a whole lot of power. And I'm left with this, I'm left in this place of, man, maybe I should live more righteously. Maybe I should be a better person 
be more obedient to other people's rules, commandments, laws that don't actually feel right to me in my heart, but something that I was taught in order to make myself more worthy of hopefully getting some more blessings from that God or from the universe or from hopefully things will go my way and I can get better karma or something like that. And I'm just left with a whole lot less power. And man, I'll be honest, I've, I've, I've lived my life with this perspective for a long time. I don't know. I, I'm not blaming anyone else for having taught it to me. I made it up, maybe. I maybe made it up. I, you know, whatever. Society teaches us things and we get conditioned with things and, and, uh, and, and we don't even know. I believe that like until we're at the age of 20, our life, 21, our life hasn't even really started. We're really just a big giant, ginormous regurgitation of the conditioning of that we have been, um, that we've been underneath, that we've been stuck underneath by society, our community, um, whatever, the people around us, people who raised us, all of them, Lord bless them, they're doing the very best they could possibly do, so there's no reason to have any type of negativity or animosity towards anybody, and yet, it's incumbent upon us to take total responsibility for our childhood, upbringing, conditioning, and change it, and, and change our current reality, because all that matters and all that's real is our current reality, right? And so, and then, and then even when we're 20, 21, even then, like in our whole twenties, we're, we're still like trying to figure out what's true for ourselves, what's our own truth. And I think it maybe for most people, it's not even till like we're in the, like the, 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 uh, in our thirties that we really kind of grow into our power and realize like, okay, I'm a 30-year-old man, or I'm a 32-year-old woman, or I'm I'm a 40-year-old woman, or whatever. I'm like, I'm a grown, I'm well past the 20s now. I'm well past my childhood and even past my 20s. And so I, I really realize that I don't need anyone's love, acceptance, approval, like I did when I was 6, or 5, or 4, or 10, or 12, or 15 even, or even 20. You know, like I like how empowering is it to really realize that you that, that we don't need a single person's acceptance or love or or anything from anybody else like that to me is so liberating because I've lived my life with this unconscious need for other people's approval, the approval of my like like people in my church, my, 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 my parents, um, all these really great people in my life who have the best intentions for me. And yet I'm, I'm like holding myself captive because I'm unconsciously needing their approval. Isn't that funny? And I really choose to forgive myself for that, for having done that. And I choose to just change that. And I'm committed to, um, catching myself anytime I slip back into it. And this is happening on a daily basis for all of us. We're slipping back into old perceptions and old paradigms and old things, um, outdated 
conditioning. We're slipping back into our outdated conditioning and thought patterns and belief patterns that uh, aren't actually serving what we want. They're not even serving our greatest good. Yeah, I love that. I love that, Kimberly. Yeah. It's none of your business what other people think about you. Right. It's very, it's a lot easier said than done, isn't it? But it's totally true. It's none of our business what other people think about us. So what I want you to do is look in your life, look in your most personal, um, professional relationships, or your or your most um, your closest professional relationships, your deepest personal relationships, and see if you can find right now, currently, any place where you just don't feel 100. All right. If, is there any place currently in your feelings, in your body, in your emotions, in your reality, in your whole experience where there's any type of close relationship, personally or professionally, where you don't feel 100? And if, there, if you can find it, if you can distinguish it, right there is a place that there's a huge opportunity for you because you... And, and it's, this will probably never go away. It's probably never going to stop. We, we're, we're always going to continue to be doing our work on this and and improving on this and, and progressing on this perspective and moving closer and closer to the ideal perfection. But what what you'll see happen is as, as if you can just notice where you're I'm trying to think. Maybe I could put this into a story. Yeah, I mean... I've had, well, maybe I'll, I'll come up with a story in the future and share it with you, but it doesn't matter. If you can just come up with, just write down the name of any person who you have a problem with or you have like less than loving feelings for right now. And of course, if you have less than loving feelings to towards them, guess what? And by the way, for those of you who want to really do some more work on this and and overcome things and get things out of your way, head on over to keyplayer.com. Become a key player, all right? Not .com, .life, all right? Become a key player, a key leader, a key person of influence, a key creator, an MVP of your whole life of all the relationships in your whole life, you could be the most valuable player, all right, in the whole game by choosing to do the work on yourself that's required in order to move into more alignment with this ideal perspective that I'm outlining right here. Because it's available to all of us by virtue of being a human being, by virtue of having language available. Like dogs can't do this. They don't have language. They don't have any drama, suffering. Dogs don't suffer. They might feel pain, like if he lost his leg or something like that. that that's pain. That's totally different. But like suffering and having like unworkable relationships or something like that, like they, they don't have this because they don't have language. But if you've got language, you've got so much power available to you that maybe you just haven't been supported as powerfully as you could in being able to really capture and harness the power available because when you capture and harness the power available and you do the work that is required to work through this and get yourself energetically lined up 
what happens is you you access what I call flow state. You you don't access it. It's like you generate it. You generate this flow state where your creativity just abounds. And Kimberly says, my boss, LOL. perfect. Yeah, my boss, my manager, whatever, my my leader, the person who has stewardship over me. Great. Yeah. It's not easy to admit that um, publicly either. Um, so good on you, Kimberly, for for saying that. But this is the this is the paradigm, the perspective that allows somebody to access that flow state on command, at will, whenever you want. The level of responsibility that we take and the amount of work we're willing to do <clears throat> to move into alignment with that is exactly proportionate to how often, how consistently we're able to access and and um, and generate that flow state at will. So this is this is a, like a level of conversation that's designated exclusively for people who are committed to being as powerful a leader as they can possibly be and being as powerful of a creator. And I mean that in your creative endeavors, in your artistic endeavors, in your musical projects, in your business um, in your business um, projects, in your business endeavors, in your personal relationships, if you've got a family, if you've got kids, if you've got a husband, um, if you've got an ex-husband that, that you are, that you want the relationship to really work, if you've got relationships that you want to work more powerfully, and I don't mean pleasing them and giving them everything that they ever ask for and want and putting yourself down into some, some, some subservient position. Like, I don't mean that. No, not at all. Firstly, you need to honor and respect yourself first because that's the best way you're going to serve anybody, the highest good or anybody. So we're not doing, we're not trying to make our relationships work by just being, you know, weak and submissive and like letting other people walk all over us or something, pleasing them or something like that. No, definitely not. And, uh, and at the same time, we can create really powerful, workable relationships. So when, when the relationship has so much more trust in it and workability in it and aliveness and connection in it because of this, this powerful stance we're committed to coming from, do you see how much easier business deals can get, can, can happen? Do you see how much easier it is to, to create more value? You don't have to work harder to create more value and make more money. You don't have to grind harder to do it. You don't have to suffer through more resistance and you don't have to like hustle through more um, resistance and dissonance and and suffering and grind and work and more hours and doing things you don't want to do in order to like make more money or create and exchange more value in your personal relationships, in your professional relationships. Like, come on, that is such an outdated, like that is just such an outdated, like just, I don't even know, like the sound of, and I had that belief for so long and then I would allow myself to get caught back in that belief. And people would say, Parker, work harder and you'll make more money because I'd be like struggling in my coaching business and I'd be like, man, why? You know, I just gotta, I just gotta kill myself more. Not kill myself, but I just gotta um, sacrifice more. And and uh, and have my life be, you know, 
a little bit less fun in order to create and exchange more value for people. Like, like what a shitty idea. Like, it's so out of date. It's so, like, old. It just, to me, it just makes my skin crawl now. And I spent so many years and, like, priceless years with, with, with a idea that, and belief that I didn't even know was there consciously and didn't even serve me or anybody. And honestly, what I feel now is just this really intense desire to help get people out of it, get people out of that. And if you know of anybody, what's up, Lee? And if you know of anybody, what books am I studying? It's called, the main book that I'm studying right now is called The Way of Mastery. And I will probably be studying that work for the rest of my life. Um, search it on YouTube. Start with lesson one and, and see, how, see how you feel about it. But um, I just feel this intense like desire. Like I will not be able to rest. And, and my invitation to you is if you know of anybody who's like suffering with some – and they're suffering because – not because of somebody else or something else outside of them. They're suffering because of a false perception that they themselves are contributing to. Don't let them if you can. I mean of course you can't control what they do, but like help ask them. Don't tell them like, hey, don't, don't think about it like that. Think about it like this. That's not as useful, but just be present with them. Listen to them. Let them let – them, Describe it, let them get it out, and ask powerful questions that allow them to kind of untie those knots, untie those emotional knots that they've got themselves tied up in. Because, as you know, as smart as they may be, they have a blind spot. We all have a blind, we all have blind spots, and we are all full of shit in some way. Like we just are. We just are, and. You can bring that to their attention in a way that triggers them and makes them feel attacked and offended, in which case they're going to most likely close off to you because no one wants to feel attacked. I've done that. I've made some bad mistakes with that. Like something to me is so clear, and then I just tell them how I see it, and then it doesn't work because of the way I came across when I told them. And I've hurt people. I've hurt relationships like totally unnecessary and because I was trying to help sincerely. So be careful how you go about it. Um, but like just take a look at what the person really needs and what they really want and be an effective human being for them. <laughs> you know, be a key player in their life. And if you don't feel like you are a key player yet, then hire a key player and become a key player become a key leader become a key per person of influence take it to a, a greater level of depth put yourself into a sparring match with somebody who will challenge you someone who will challenge you with love but who will challenge you who will help sharpen you up as a leader put yourself into communities and into relationships highly committed relationships with people who won't tolerate uh, any of your BS. Uh, that's very, very uh, powerful invitation, very powerful thing that, to do, and I invite you to do it because it's what has really um, helped me grow. And uh, hey, what's going on, Morgan? I'm just going to go through here through some comments here and see if I can't. Uh, 
bring Cade on camera? No, that's weird. Oh, that's cool. You can bring people on camera. What's going on, Cade? <laughs> What's up, baby? Share is on point. Share, where are you at? Share, where's Share? Share is on point. What did Share say? Let me go. I'm scrolling back here. Let's see. God dwells in you as you. You are the power. There you go, Share. You're on point. What's going on, E? Yeah, I am the creator. So when someone upsets you, it's time to take a look inside to see why that upsets you. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to take a look inside, see why it upsets you. And it wasn't, you got to get that it looks like, it occurs to you like somebody else upset you or something outside you upset you. But but you got to get that everything you're seeing is merely a reflection back. So, right. Beautifully said, Kimberly. I love these comments, you guys. Look at all these, look at this constructive conversation that you guys are contributing to. And so the truth is for me is my heart is just so full of appreciation for this awareness that I've earned and done the work to, to create for myself and to expand for myself and I'm like committed on a very deep level to continuing this path and continuing to deepen it for the rest of my life. Like literally what I'm saying right now isn't just me talking. It's literally what I'm committed to using the rest of my life to deepen and to help other people deepen. It's not just some flippant um, thing that, you know, sounds good today and then tomorrow I'll be a different person. Like and I give permission to anybody to call me out and trigger me and 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 disagree with me or or or, or just voice your opinion. Um, and because if you see something that is less than sincere or true, because I want to be able to look and see where am I where where's my blind spot that I'm not seeing. Like for example, I know that there's people watching this who think that everything I'm saying is a load of shit and that I'm a complete fraud or something like that. Like, oh, I don't really know that part. But but those people will typically like they'll just be quiet and watch. They won't comment. They won't they won't engage with it. And they'll just um but they'll watch it and they'll they'll go talk crap and they'll they'll work themselves up and and I'm clear that uh, that stuff has nothing to do with me. And yet it's better to just open up the lines of communication, but what do we do? We don't want to open up the lines of communication because we're afraid we'll be exposed. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, what's up, Yuli? What's good, man? Um, so anyway, hey, Jen, how are you? Jen's on here. Jen's my sister, y'all. And those of you who don't know that, I'm sure you've heard me talk about her, um, how powerful is it that you can create a relationship with someone that becomes so close and so deep with someone right through Facebook that ends up becoming like family, visits, comes into town, gets your kids and your wife presents, um, sends your mom flowers and like is just like as much a part of your life as a, as a, as a blood sister is. Like how cool is that? That's what's possible. That's what's possible to create. So I was at the gym yesterday, and I just felt this overwhelming feeling of love and connection to every person. So anybody who I was talking to, 
I would just get into a, an amazing relationship or an amazing conversation with them really quick. They would get really open. They would start sharing things with me that they don't really talk about. And I was like, because eh, I was sitting in the sauna and I sat in there for like an hour. It was awesome. I could just, when I sit in the sauna, the dry sauna or, or, or the wet sauna, I just can literally feel my cells talking to me saying, thank you. We needed this cleanse. Thank you. It's been too long. I can feel, I, that's how I feel like they're talking to me. The voice is in my head. <laughs> People are afraid of what they don't understand. Yeah. So sometimes I want to come on here and just do a quick video. Sometimes it'll be long. Um, and, and this one's just going to be a little bit longer. So Jen, when you go to put this on YouTube or whatever, it's going to, yeah, you're probably going to have to put it on a couple different, uh, a couple different parts. But anyway, being present for others, Kimberly. Yeah. I love that. Being present for others. <sighs> the only way that this perspective can be really applied in a practical way in your life today is when you are willing to let go. That's not the only way I suppose, but a, a really powerful way is when you, when you can distinguish your own willingness to let go of anything, let go of anything that contradicts to this, like be willing to let go of identifying yourself as anything other than just this moment. So if who I am is this moment, and that's all I am, then my, I'm not my body anymore. So my thoughts and my feelings aren't me. I can have them, but there's, a, there's that psychological distance between who I really am, which is who? Who am I really? Who are you really? Who are we? We're just this moment. So we can have that psychological distance between just this moment and thoughts, feelings, moods, and emotions that we falsely identify ourselves as that trigger us. That's when we're not present anymore. We're in that reactive state now, and we're going to be putting ourselves and everybody at a disadvantage. Although it might feel good to be right or make someone else wrong or feel justified. I mean, I'll admit I do it sometimes still. I still do it sometimes, but, but uh, it might feel really good to be justified and validated and, and, uh, but it's always going to leave us at a disadvantage. And so here we have these people, these business owners, these artistic, these highly talented artistic uh, musicians and magicians and creators and artists and business owners and team leaders and sales, sales gurus and sales leaders, managers, uh, parents who, who are just, they wake up and they work hard. And they grind hard and they go right into the system and they work their job so, so that they can make some money so that they can hopefully pay the bills. And so and they feel like life's going to get better at some point in the future. It's not. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get better if you just go grind it out harder and work harder and keep and hold on to and, and remain in this state where you're unwilling to just let go of things that aren't actually you and that you have no control over instead they just try to overwork it's like an overcompensation and it, i just see it so obviously and i see it as such a huge like what a cost like what a huge cost to waste away priceless time like you've heard me say it money is one thing that like who cares but i mean i'm not saying it's not important but 
money is one thing, but when you waste time dealing with and working through unnecessary resistance and unintentionally generated dissonance that you're unaware of where you're doing it and then just grind yourself and put yourself out harder, sacrifice more and harder and longer and suffer more just to like increase your production across the board. That just feels so unnecessary and it is totally unnecessary. Ego talking, got to jump off, we'll be back, loving this. Yeah, thank you, Jen. Not a waiter, LOL. What are you saying here? A creator. Oh, can't really, yeah. Let's go, it, let's go. This is so powerful. It's gonna be a long process, but so amazing. It is a long process, but so, well, I mean, it's a long process because it's, I mean, it's literally the rest of your life. <laughs> like once you get this perspective and you commit to living this way, you're gonna have, you're gonna unleash clarity and power and results and um, production and money and maybe even like notoriety and your, your, the impact that you leave on people will go so much deeper. The impression that you leave people with will be so much more unforgettable. And I literally am declaring to you and to the world that I'm willing to let go of anything, anything that conflicts with this perspective. Even my own life. Like, I don't feel any fear of death because I'm not my body. I don't fear losing any relationship because I'm not my relationship. I'm not, you know, I, like all that stuff that my body, any other human being, Anything that this whole entire planet has to offer, it's all going to change. It's all just coming and going. It's going to ebb and flow. It's all going to be destroyed at one point. It's not. It doesn't last forever. Okay, cool. You get a cool car. Who cares? Like, who cares? Like, I, I at one point was like, I want to have a Lamborghini Aventador. And once I have my Lamborghini Aventador, I'll be able to be happy. I'll be able to know. I'll be able to, like know that I'm okay and I'll be able to know that I've, 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 I've achieved the success that I want and that I can, I don't have to feel, um, like inadequate in the presence of others because I haven't made it. And I wanted the Lamborghini for that purpose, not even realizing that the Lamborghini, just like anything, any cool house or any amount of money or, or my body or anything all that stuff, anything the world has to offer, including your physical body, is going to change and go away, and it's going to be gone. And in a thousand years from now, which really, who knows if that's even a long time. It occurs to us like a thousand years is a long time. It could be that much. It could be that long. All this stuff that's changing, it ain't going to be but a fart in the wind. It ain't even going to be but a fart in the wind. It's like my favorite thing to say. Drop the bomb. I'm with you, Parker. What up, Lee? Lee's an old buddy from my sales, from my sales career. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm dropping bombs today, people, and it's not even about like 
I, I usually I usually get on here on my uh, on this podcast and say and you're like podcast this is Facebook yeah the content gets distributed among all of the platforms and I highly recommend you do the same those of you who are building a brand and understand the future of what's happening right now in society like Facebook is the new TV I don't know YouTube is the new TV podcast is the new radio Instagram is the new magazine this is like from like 20 years back people were into magazines they loved them yeah Instagram is the new magazine so why not develop a message and a brand and sharpen your message and continually improve it by sharing it and then proliferate and distribute your message across all those major platforms and build a, a single uniform message and brand. Why not do that? Because in five years from now, you're going to wish you had. Because right now, I really wish I had done it five years ago. And I did a little bit, but I didn't understand how important it is. Um, you'll be, I promise you, if you're in the world of transformation or leadership or uh, business or um, you're wanting to actually make money from your art, whether that's music or anything, plan for the next five years by starting now. And you're like, oh, but my message sucks. I don't have – it doesn't sound as good. Uh, yeah, it's going to suck and no one's going to watch for the first several months. Like if you go back – like years back and look at my stuff from two years ago, you're going to probably see a guy who's not even close to the level of clarity I have now. But how did I get that clarity? Just sharing the message. So there's another invitation for you. Get off of my live stream. <laughs> Once you do get off of my live stream and you're done consuming content, go create your own. Go share what I'm sharing in your own words. Go disagree with what I'm saying and share your own perspective that's totally disagree in disagreement of what I'm saying, but share it nevertheless. Like go do something. Man, I used to get feedback from different people in my life that I thought I needed their approval because for whatever reason, um, and it would be like negative feedback on my stuff and I would actually listen to it like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't share that message. Maybe I sh maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe maybe going on Facebook Live and putting myself out there and opening up and being vulnerable, man, maybe that's not what I should do because other people don't approve and I need their approval and because I, 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 you know what I mean? Like what a, it's not like, what a weak thing to do to myself. You know, and I forgive myself for that, and I don't do it anymore. So, look, if you're my mom, you can share your opinion, okay? Um, <laughs> if I've paid you for your opinion, share your opinion. Uh, like, how easy is it to give advice to somebody? You know, it's really easy to give advice, but. I'm not going to hear it if you're giving me advice. If someone's giving me advice, like I had a friend just yesterday give me some advice on something. I didn't ask him for it. And my response, and it was in a text message. Hey, you should do this. And, and I know he's got the best of intentions for me, but the way I responded was, okay, thanks. By the way, that's a little trick too. Um, it's a way that you can come across and it's a way that you can be sincere and gracious and also end that conversational thread. If you notice when someone says thank you, that's an indication that that conversation is done. 
but you don't have to say this conversation's done. Don't say that. You don't have to say that. You can just say, okay, thanks. And then shut up because that's, that's it. Like they were heard. Thank you. And it's done. That's something that I learned from Kevin Nations, uh, early mentor of mine about five years ago. I think I paid him like 50 grand or something to teach me just a few little powerful things. And what's going on, Curtis? But uh, let's see here as we're opening our new Portland location, getting a little Parker window more. Nice, dude. <laughs> Thank you, Curtis. I love it, man. Thank you. Love you, bro. Dude, Curtis, man. What a freaking guy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I paid this dude about $50,000 to just give me a few little nuggets that are going to serve me and make me tons of money for the rest of my life. And one of the main things I learned from him is like less is more. And it's like the power when you're coaching someone or, or helping some assisting somebody or helping lead them or guide them in some way and empowering them. The power comes in your listening and not in necessarily in what you're saying. Least, least the, the least, I don't know how to say that. Um, most of your power comes in your ability to not talk. And so he would always say on your sales calls, have your finger ready on that mute button and use it. Hit the mute button and then talk and tell them what you think and tell them what's so and tell them how you see it and make sure that they understand how you see it and do all that stuff. And then when you're done with all that stuff, then unclick the mute button and get back to being in their world and serving the person that you're with, <laughs> right? Which is just kind of a cool way of saying, shut up. And if you have something that you feel like you have to say for yourself, write it down and go do your own work on it later. And while you're with that person, be an effective, be an effective human being, <laughs> right? Be a key player for them right now because that's what they need. Now, some people will just waste your time. Like if they're just, you don't have to give people your presence. You don't have to give people your valuable priceless presence and your valuable priceless listening. If they're a client and they've earned that and they've paid for that, that's one thing. If they're a family member and you're committed to serving them and loving them and helping them, that's one thing. But if it's not one of those two things and you're not getting something out of that interaction too, and it's not a win-win interaction, it's just like a win-lose, like you lose, they win, and you feel obligated to do that for whatever reason. Man, so many people will just waste your time. Nobody is a waste of time, like as a human being, uh, but there are definitely people who will waste your time, and those are the kind of people that you just want to stay away from. So there's some thunder. You probably can't hear that. What a it's like a it's this crazy storm here in Nashville right now, but it's gonna be like warm, it's gonna be like 70 degrees and sunny um by Saturday, so that's cool. I'm so excited for Funnel Hacking Live. I don't, I'm not even going, I'm not even going to learn anything. I literally don't want to learn anything. Uh, but what I am going for is to be in the energy, be in the vibe, and write in my journal while I'm in that vibe and create things. I'll write things in my journal that no one ever said, have nothing to do with what the speaker's saying, and I'll design out this whole 
plan for how I'm going to build my empire and how we're going to grow this key player message and, and how I'm going to increase my reach and, and all this stuff. That has nothing to do with what the speaker is saying, but inspired by the energy and the vibe that's there because you got thousands of highly committed business owners who are investing the time and setting aside the time to make it a priority and a commitment to be at the number one business and market, online marketing funnel training in the world. How, how powerful is that? How powerful is that? And I'll, I'll also share a little brief piece of my vision with you right now. Um, imagine a community where everybody is who's, who the message has attracted, everybody in the tribe. Where and when is that, Curtis? It's in Nashville today. <clears throat> and uh, it's today through Saturday. And how fitting is Nashville? Nashville is the city. I think everybody in the music industry kind of uniformly agrees the best music writers are in Nashville. Um, but headquarters for Key Player is in L.A. So I'll be moving there this year. I'm going to be going there and spending about a month to just like really get a feel for it. And then I'll probably go back home to my current home, which is in Utah, and then I'll probably go back out and live in another place for about a month, get a feel for it, and then I'll move headquarters there and my long-term housing will be there. But uh, LA is like a world hub. And so, but I have this vision of uh, of a community that's all brought together with this, this uniform message, this tribe that's all committed to practicing and living this way, this key player lifestyle that they design and craft and take responsibility for and and bring into reality in their own creative endeavors. And the, the power isn't even in the guy up front teaching or the guy up front playing music or even if that's a piano or a whole band. or it, That's not even the power. The power is in the, the mastermind, the community of like-minded people who come together for a definite purpose to empower and support and love each other and build each other up and buoy each other up in in their own version of what I'm creating, their own movement. You can create your own movement that you lead and other people who are in it are leading their own movement. They're, they're leaders. Like there's no short, like there's no limit to how many different powerful movements can be created on the planet, is there? Because the, the the percentage of people who uh, operate this way, who see the world this way, is so teeny tiny that there's just there's just no I, no matter what we do, we're not going to be able to get everybody to to buy in to this way of operating. So more power to you. I say go take come take from whatever I'm saying and use it, copy it, take it, steal it, whatever you want to do, and make it your own, put your own spin on it, and go share your own version out, and more importantly, live it, you know, take whatever works for you, whatever you like, whatever lands for you, go live it, and then go teach it, and, and help people with it, and even if it's, it's always going to be slightly different than mine, like what I'm saying is slightly different than all the people who I've collected information from, and sought truth from, and stuff, but, uh, that's perfect. We're all unique. There's only one of you on the whole planet. Someone said, you want to be the best person in the world at what you do. Man, I want to be the only person in the world 
who does what I do. Because if I'm the only person who does exactly what I do and the way I do it, then I am the best. And it ain't even about a competition of being better than somebody else. What it's about is being my own self. The greatest gift we can give the world is the gift of our own joy, our own happiness, our own liberation, you know? And so I had this 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 thought, this I, I had this sad day a few days ago. I'm like, I miss my kids. I feel like I'm not being a great dad to my kids right now because I'm traveling, I'm away from home. I've been gone for about two weeks. And I'm just like on this tour, just like going to personal training, personal development um, seminars and uh, events and things like that and meeting all these fabulous people and stuff and like pursuing my dream, pursuing what is the highest, my highest joy right now. But having this feeling of guilt, like I'm not being a great dad because I don't want my kids to think I don't love them or I don't want to be there for them or something. And I just had to do, a, I did a little focus wheel on it, which I'll share more about what that is over at keyplayer.life. And I did some of the work on it, and I'll share more about what that is so that you can do this yourself over at keyplayer.life. Shameless plug. But as I started doing this work on it, I came to the realization that no way. The best father I can be to those kids is a father who follows his highest joy. And even if I'm temporarily away from them for a little bit, like that's going to pale in comparison to what I'm standing for in my life and what I unconsciously allow them and give them permission to be in their life because I'm teaching them to follow their highest joy by doing it. I'm demonstrating it, not saying it, preaching it, teaching it. I'm just living it. And right now they're so young that like, I mean, you take the, their whole life as a whole total um, take their whole total 80, 90 years of their life into consideration. And when I do that, I'm like, no, what I'm doing right now, what I'm pursuing, what I'm up to, the fear that I'm stepping into, the courage that I'm stepping into is going to outweigh any of like me being gone from them for a few weeks or something like that. So that just, that just goes to show that just supports the idea that the greatest gift you can give the planet, any other human, is the gift of just following your own frequency, your own voice, your own joy, and like living life full out. And so what what living life looks like for me full out is this, this movement and this community of people who come together as key players and leaders in their lives who just commit to this work and do their work on themselves and improve themselves take full responsibility for that, and then go create everybody in their life as powerful. And look, if people, you treat people like they're powerful, healthy adults, and if they don't want to be treated like that, they'll go away. Don't worry. They'll go away on their own. If they can't handle that or they don't want that, they'll go, they'll go find someone who will participate with them in the drama and in the, and in the struggle and who will support them and, and, and make them feel more assured in their victim like stance in their victim, uh, perceptions that they have like they'll, that they're perfect for each other. They can go, they can go do that like till their heart's content, you know? I've got 
a better way I want to use my time. I've got I've got a way, and that's not better. I just have a way that's gonna that. Okay, maybe it is a little better, but I'm it just works for me. Okay, and there are seven billion people on the planet. I only want like a thousand of them to follow what I'm saying, and the other seven six billion and nine hundred and ninety million and nine thousand nine hundred and ninety people can just uh. They're gonna find who they're gonna be attracted who to, to the other people who are who are a fit for them. So anyway, oh the drama, yes the drama, the drama can be fun. Hey dude, if it's fun drama and it's serving what you know, if it's fun drama and it's serving what my highest joy is, then I'm totally down for drama. I uh I can listen to a song and just cry and just feel the drama of it and participate in the emotions of life, like and feel the spectrum experience the emotional spectrum that this life has to offer and that the human that the human mind body um that the human being has available in terms of a spectrum of emotions i think they're all great we don't want to like shy away from feeling any of those because like it's what gives that zest and that contrast in life so and at the same time uh i always want to remind everybody and myself and sometimes i need to be reminded that at any time i can just check out of that game i can push pause on the game of life and get back into reality and realize there's no way anything could hurt me there's just no way like if i'm god like of my my world and you're god of your world how's who's going to hurt god what is god like what is God? And like, as I study and I learn and I observe and I experience things and I practice things, the more and more clear I am that what God is, is like either it's like this present moment. It's the ability to choose. It's basically consciousness, the ability to have awareness and choice and consciousness of how I choose to see things and my perception. So like if we're praying to God to bless us that our um, kid will heal from cancer, for example, what we're really doing is, and, and what we think we want is for the kid to heal from cancer, but that doesn't mean that God is going to grant us that. The really powerful thing is to, to really get that God is just the ability to change our perceptions. So now I'm praying about it for years and he never, he never got cured of the cancer, but guess what? I have the ability to change my perception about the cancer and to stop holding the cancer as this problem in my life. Stop holding the death of my little brother as this problem. My little brother didn't die, but like I'm just using as 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 personal as ex as extreme painful examples as I can think of. Stop using stop holding the cancer or the death as a problem and as as it shouldn't have happened and it shouldn't be that way and I just want it to go away so I can feel better. I want the cancer to go away so I can feel better. I want him to not have died. Man, I know people who have had deaths in their family and now here it is 10 years later and they're still depressed about it. They won't just like move on. They won't just give them they won't liberate themselves. I know I'm going to experience Sorry about that phone call came in. People are probably calling me. They're like, I love what you're saying. Let's talk. <laughs> but uh, 
I'm going to experience deaths in my family. There's going to be catastrophic emergencies and deaths and horrible things probably that happen. Like there are, I've got five kids. Okay. Like I'm responsible for set for a household of seven people. Right. Do I really, am I really going to allow myself to think that like they're never going to like do anything uh, wrong or bad or that they're never going to do anything that I wouldn't prefer or that something they could accidentally do something that hurts someone or something. And, and like, I could just live in this total fear of like, no, don't do that. Don't, and just like drive myself nuts. And I hope that if I, if, and when I get triggered and get sucked into that, that I remember that one of you guys in my key player community will say, Hey, Parker, remember what you said. Remember what you taught us. Remember what you said you were committed to. You can pause at any point and access total peace and alignment when you remember and realize and you're willing to let go of anything that changes. If it changes, it's not who I really am, so I don't have to. But what never changes is what? This present moment, consciousness, that's never going to change. I'm going to be that forever. Even after this body dies, even after this world, if this whole entire planet spun out of orbit and crashed into something somewhere or just went into a black hole into oblivion and it just became just a big fart in the wind, guess what still exists? And guess what's still true that's true always? Guess what doesn't change? Hey, Gail, what's going on? Um, What doesn't change is this present moment. And so when I – when we – refresh that perspective and remind ourselves and get back into that and let go of anything that passes away i realize right now by by making this public declaration i'm probably just totally inviting the most painful sucky uh tests that the universe might throw my way like i totally get that <laughs> and uh and i'm willing to uh i'm willing to take it on for sure i'm not trying to live the easy life or the, you know, the comfortable route. Like if you're, if you're in it for the comfortable route, then jump out now, uh, before this ship really takes off. No. Um, but before, before we go any further, because you're basically, yeah, like I'm basically inviting, uh, tests. It is what it is. So I hope hope that makes sense there. I don't know if that was very clear to you here. I'm just kind of ranting today. A few of you are still with me. Look at you. What is going on here? What is it that I'm saying that is so awesome that would have you continue to stay on here? I just love that you're here. All right, Ingrid, let's see here. Why are you live? Why are you live? Is this a philosophical talk? Is this a philosoph... Yeah, basically. (laughs) You got it, Ingrid. You nailed it, girl. Look at you. Time for me to do my journaling and morning walk. Have a good day. Yeah, Kimberly, have fun with that. Jared, what's going on? Thanks for joining the party today. Uh, You can go back and get the... uh, Back and listen. Anyone who's joining in here late can jump back on the beginning and listen to what we said here. And I just invite you to jump over to... I just invite you to take the perspective of like and the responsibility to design your life to design a life that's just a leader a key player in life by going over to key player dot life 
and join the community by putting in your email. There's a short video there, but then join the community by putting in your email and you'll get special invitations, little trainings that I do, concerts, uh, little private events that I do. And this is going to continue to just grow. I'm committed to it for the rest of my life. So it's like, you know, no way that it won't be growing. So I invite you to, if it speaks to you, if it resonates with you, if you, if you're like something, there's something to what he's saying. If you have that thought at all, then go put in your email over there and jump on a training and, and, um, and come hang out, come along for the ride and uh, come contribute to it too. Come bring your resources to it. Come bring yourself to it, your uh, wonderful self, your fabulous self to it, right? And uh, and bring value to it. That's the way you're gonna get the most value from it. Come contribute some value to it. And what I mean by value is your attention, your time, yourself. Bring yourself to this message give yourself to this um this this community and this this idea and i promise you'll get so much more out of it cuz i'm committed join the yeah join the facebook group mentality mentality 1 mentality 1 gen mentality 1 i don't know exactly what mentality 1 means what's up carolyn hello yoohoo carolyn you're so funny crack me up does anyone want to come on here live i've never i don't think i've ever brought someone on live does anyone want to come on like jen do you want to come on live right now for just a quick sec do you have a, do you have time you busy you got a second that'd be cool um anyway all right y'all if anyone has anything they want to say you want okay you want to come on live see look the delay on this facebook thing is getting better because it used to be like 45 seconds delay now it's only like 10 seconds so they're their algorithm or whatever you want to call it is definitely getting better. Let's see here. How do we oh, bring, let's see. I'm going <laughs> to, this is cool. This is freaking cool. How cool is this technology? What's up, TJ? Thanks for joining our little live here today. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Jen, you're so skinny. Look at your face. Is look it? Your... Oh, look at your, yes. Look at okay. you. How are you? I, know I haven't seen you in a while. I know you're never gonna let you're never gonna brag about yourself, so I'll do it for you. Look at how look at how much progress you're making. It's so cool. She's lost like over sixty pounds, people. And that, what's so cool is she's not even showing any signs of slowing. And what's even more important than that is that you are just I'm not gonna use any profanity, but you are just freaking alive in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. I, I really do. So it's the key player, the get lost navigator. It's all combined and it's amazing. It yep. is. What, what, are you, <laughs> what are you up to? What's going on? What's good? This is kind of, do you want, I, I think we should do these more often. We could, you know, like, I, I don't mind doing longer Facebook lives. No, it's long. It was in over an hour. It probably. <laughs> Look, and people could jump on and like take five minutes of it and jump off. But like, and some of them will be short, but like, I mean, I don't know. Some of them will be long. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Ingrid, oh, that's wonderful. Freaking alive. Yes, freaking alive, Carolyn. Um, 
Anyway, what are you up to? Uh, it's a snow day. It's supposed to snow uh, eight inches, nine inches. Schools are closed. <laughs> nice. So just hanging out with the teenager. Yeah. Hanging out with the teenager. Yeah. Cool. It's good. It's, it's a fun day. Things have turned around. The energy is good at home. So it's good. Good. <laughs> well, that, that sounds great. Yes. You jumped you on earlier hear? and then you had to jump off to do something. And then you, you came back on and I was still here yakking. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm working. I'm taking a, a really lunch break to listen. So. Cool. 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 <laughs> yeah. So are you going to share your thoughts at uh, Funnel Hack? Like you're in there, you're inspired. And you're gonna be like going to go live and give us five minutes of in why you're so inspired. Would you Probably. share that with him? Probably. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, of course I will. I might go more than five minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll tell you some thoughts right now. Uh, if you aren't building a funnel and taking it seriously, your brand, then what the heck are you doing? Like, seriously, not you, Jen, but like, because I know you're you're building a brand it's called key player you're like the you're like the behind the scenes maestro who's like pulling the pulling the cur you know pulling the strings behind the curtain and stuff like with key player but like somebody everybody out there why why aren't you building a brand you are building a brand if you're not building a brand you're probably not going to love what i'm talking yeah. about but like build a brand build a funnel test it put it up there start sending people through it figure it out because uh, it's funnels are here to stay internet marketing, like branding yourself it's like, as, as these platforms open up the power to the, to the, to the everyday normal person like you and me, mm -hmm. um, the power is shifting from these big companies to just you and me. We have, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have all these cool platforms, like take advantage of it. It's free. So anyway, um, that's the inspiration, like, insight that I have right now I kind of already said that today but I'm sure there's going to be more things that I get yeah. I was telling people on here I'm not on here to like I'm not going to funnel hacking to like learn some hidden secret that I don't know mm -hmm. we already have the information that we need yeah. but mm -hmm. I love being around the energy of other people who are committed to empowering themselves and inspiring and you know and inspiring people so I'll probably be going to events like this for the rest of my life. And maybe even, not maybe, I'll, I'll be throwing events like this and building my own thing, you know? There you go. So, Jen's awesome. everybody who, when you see that cool picture of a key player that's red and it has the cool mm -hmm. branding on it, she's the one who designed that. Like, you are. You're the one who yeah. originally sent me that original, remember? And we just mm -hmm. tweaked it and stuff. And now mm -hmm. I feel like it's, now I feel like it's just. Whoa. It's so close. <laughs> What's going on, Allie? I saw you just jump on. Good to see you. Well, here, let me say goodbye and let okay. somebody else pop in and have an opportunity to talk with you. Okay, it's someone. Okay, that's cool. And can you can you, do you do that on your end then? I don't know. I think so. Let me hit the X. I, I don't know. Okay. Anybody else that wants to jump on here for a second and say hi? Um. Just comment on there and say, I'll come on live, and then I'll bring you on. Jen, you will be fabulous no matter what you do. Uh, yeah, of course. Ingrid, I did it all. Your 
giving Jen Walter, skiving Jen Walter. I'm not sure what that means, Carolyn. Uh, let's see here. Where are you both? Okay, so I'm over in Nashville. Jen's over in Minnesota somewhere in the snow. And, uh, yeah, so, look, you know, get I'll share some I'll share something really quick too I was just sharing this with a friend and I'll give you like a two hour I'll save you like two hours right now by bringing it down telling the story in like a five minutes a five minute version it's the story of Steve Hardison and Deuce Latouille and I'm the the, the lesson here is it's all about personal internal commitment and the story is here's what happened this guy and this the reason I'm telling you this is because when we cultivate a deep sense of love for somebody and our heart just they just own our heart we just will do anything to help them get out of their disempowered um view or their disempowered approach to to whatever they're dealing with uh we come up with ideas and we have insights and ideas of things that we can do and we'll do things to get them to see something uh, that nobody else would have been able to get them to see. But, and the source of that ability is, it's not just our skill, although there's certain, certainly good communication skills that you'll always want to be like honing, but uh, it's, it's our love. It's, the, it's that deep desire to help um, where we have so much love for them that we don't even care what they think of us, and we're just so committed. To, and this is what Steve Hardison does better than anybody else that I've ever known. He is more committed to another human. I've never seen another human being more committed to another human being than Steve Hardison. And there's this video on YouTube. It's like two hours long, T-B-O-L-I-T-N-F-L. Search it. But if you want to save yourself the two hours, I'm going to give you the five-minute version right here because I was sharing it with a friend yesterday. And it's so, and I was getting inspired by by my own regurgitation of this story so i'm going to share it with you he he said he and and who he works with is like professional athletes and and like really 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 highly committed uh people and so he had this someone come over to his house and ask him for some help and it was this big polynesian guy named deuce latui deuce is a friend of mine now but um he he was like hey uh, will you help me? So they sat on the couch, and as they got visiting and Deuce opened up to him, he said, man, after like an hour or two with this guy, I was just so in love with this guy. He owns my heart. That's what he said. He owns my heart at this point. And so he, they went out into the office, which is very sacred, um, uh, very sacred space for miracles to happen for Steve. It's a designated space for the purpose of creating these miracles and helping people look and see who they really are. And he has no plans. He's got no – he's just like they go into this space and Steve does his thing and whatever happens, happens. And you can't really predict what it's going to be. Well, this was a crazy thing that happened because Deuce they, – they talked for another hour in there and he's just like – Okay, I know Steve said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. And we only have like 10 more minutes before I, my next my next appointment. Um, yeah, my pleasure, Jen. My pleasure. Steve Hardison is amazing. He is the magic man. And it's my pleasure to introduce him to you. But anyway, Deuce was like – uh, Steve asked him, he's like, Deuce, who's the best offensive lineman in the NFL? And Deuce didn't even know what to say because Deuce saw himself still as like the Lindsay Lohan 
of the Arizona Cardinals at the point at that point. And so he's like, uh, I don't know. And he just kind of hesitated. And Steve was like, all right, good. You already told me. You already let me know. He's like, what do you mean? I didn't answer you. And he goes, no, you did. It, your answer was so loud. I could hear it reverberating all across this whole office. And Steve's like, or uh, Deuce is like, you're confusing me. I didn't answer you. What are you talking about? He's like, all right, I'll tell you what. We're going to change the game up. We're going to change. And look, here's an example of someone being kind and not nice. But he's like, we're going to change the game up, Deuce. Here's how we're going to, here's how this is going to go. I'm, we're going to switch positions. I'm going to be you. You're going to be me. And I'm going to ask you, or you're going to ask me that question. You know who I'm. You remember who I'm going to be. Good. And you remember. Don't don't do it now. Wait till we say go, and then we'll we'll go back in time. And you ask me that question. You're going to be Steve. I'm going to be Deuce. Only difference is I'm actually going to believe that I am the best offensive lineman in the NFL. So he says. So you're clear what we're going to do. Cool. Cool. Okay. Here we go. Go ahead. Start now. Ask me that question. And Deuce says. Who's the best offensive lineman in the NFL? And Steve jumps up out of his chair, grabs this 400-pound big Polynesian dude, grabs him, gets right up in his face, and he says, if you had any idea who I was, you wouldn't ask me such a stupid question. Pushes him down, kicks the chair out, out of the way, and he says, listen, I am Deuce Latouille, and I am the best offensive lineman in the NFL. That's who I am. So if you could hear me, if you could hear me let me tell you what you could do. Bark Starks, Joe Namath, name anybody. He's like, here's all, here's the situation. It's fourth down and one, or it's fourth and goal. We're about to win the game. If we score one touchdown, we win the game. And I'm Deuce Latouille, and I am the best offensive lineman in the NFL. So when I go into that huddle, and I know I'm not supposed to talk in the huddle, here's what's going on inside me. Run a ride, 34 search right up my backside. That's a play to the left, right to where the Deuce Latouille is blocking and he's just like intense, right? And he's like, all right, Deuce, we're done. That's that's all of our time. And Deuce is just like, what was that? Like, it, it's just like confusing him. He's just, I can't even imagine being like that. You know, like that's not me. I'm not, I don't see myself like that. And Steve said to him, if you really got who you could be, it would be what I call a personal internal commitment and getting that inside you would operate everything you do. In fact, on my on your way out as I escort you out of here, I'm going to show you one of those in action. He said, show me one of what? A personal internal commitment in action. I don't care what time it is right now, how, how long we've been together. I don't care what day it is. We're going to walk into my house, and I can tell you right now what my wife's going to be doing. She's going to be in there. She's going to be listening to a talk. She's going to have her book. She's going to be highlighting. She's going to be working. She's going to be pursuing her passion. And uh, they walked in the house. They walked. He walked him right into past his, his into his room, past his bed, into the closet where his wife's uh, desk is and her office is, and there she is studying. She's got her headphones in, books open. There's all this stuff up on the walls. She's got highlight, and she's just studying. She's like a scholar in their church, and uh, and uh, one of the she's like a world-renowned scholar because of the way she studies. And he says, "See, Deuce." He says, "Amy, this is Deuce. Deuce, me, Amy. Deuce, look, look at it. Look, look right now." 
this is a personal internal commitment. If you really got who you could be, this would be what your world looks like, only it would be football. Thanks, Amy. And he says, come on, Deuce. And he pulls him out, and they go out, and, and Deuce says to him, he says, he said, he said, I could almost hear the connections being made in his brain. And he said, Deuce said, hey, before I go, I want you to come to my next home game. And I want you to come to all the away games. We'll put you up with the team. I want you to be right there by my side. I'm, I want to do this. And Steve said to him, he's like, no, why, why, why would I? I don't, want, I don't have any interest in watching you play football. I can go to high school to see that, to see like the way you play. I, I, I'm not saying anything about you as a human being, but I, don't, I have no interest in watching you play football. But I tell you what I will do. I'll make you this one promise. If you will, and then he gave him some assignment, and he said, if you get a personal internal commitment, what I'm talking about, if you get that inside you, you send me an email and let me know, and I'll come to your to your next home game. And uh, he gave him the assignment, and Deuce went to do the assignment. He didn't hear from him for about 10 hours, but that night, Deuce sends this email. He got it in him. He got the personal internal commitment in him, and he sends him this email and says, I am the best offensive lineman in the NFL. And he says, and he makes these powerful declarations about who he's going to be and how he's going to show up. And it was such a deep, like insight and such a deep decision that he made that everything changed for him overnight. Overnight, it all changed. Steve starts shooting that email out to his other clients, and they start. They start going back and forth, and it starts this whole conversation. Deuce starts playing totally different the next day. He says, Coach, like the, the grass doesn't even look the same. Pua, his wife, sends emails and messages to, to Steve saying, he's a different father. He's a different husband. He's a completely different man. Like this is I, – I, I can't even believe it. Like what's going on here? And he maintained this thing for like a year. He ends up getting this contract for more than any – uh, offensive lineman in the NFL has ever gotten gets this contract and this opportunity and uh, and he has all these amazing things happen now it's true a personal internal commitment does degrade if it's not intentionally recreated right now and then right now and then right now and then right now and then right now so that's true but nevertheless it gives a, a little idea as to what's possible and what's possible for you, what's possible for me, like who we can be, what we can do, the types of things that we can give ourselves permission to say, the way we can move through the world and play and be a player in the game of life in key leadership positions. We all have that same ability inside of us to create a personal internal commitment and and make life just level up across the board overnight. It doesn't have to take a long time. It's when you get that inside of you and you realize there's nothing that someone else has that I don't have the same capability of, of – the only difference between me and you or me and anybody is like I, I think – and this is what Steve said too is my own personal level of commitment to myself and my own personal level of commitment to people who are committed. And so 
we all have it yeah that's why i'm so overcome with this this gratitude and this desire to just help you know not to be liked although i i don't mind being liked not to have my ego stroked although i don't mind but no like to help to assist people to get in touch with that to, to assist people to get in touch with the key player that's inside of them that they maybe are holding back when we're holding that back there's this feeling of like frustration and kind of depression and deadness and like stuckness like you're in this muddy water and I've spent so much time in there I'm very familiar with that place and it feels like man I'm stuck in here I, I yeah it sounds great for you and for these other people and it's very inspiring but that's not who I am well yeah it is who you could be if you choose when you say it's not who I am like someone said to me the other day they were like oh I'm such a procrastinator oh I just like it was like nails on a chalkboard when he said it I'm like oh you, how are you gonna use your powerful ability to speak to say something like that and now from his view he's like just describing the reality as he sees it I get it but I just got him to see that now you've behaved and procrastinated in the past you've behaved as a procrastinator at times in the past but you are not a procrastinator right now if you choose not to be one right now or who do you choose to be now and he said oh you're right I'm not a procrastinator I behaved that way in the past but who I am now who I'm committed to being now who I choose to be now is an executor and I said okay what does it look like today to execute and he says hitting my scores on my aligned to thrive worksheet and I said okay good sounds great he said okay great I'll go do it and he just went and did it today because that's all that's really real right now is all all we have right don't let yourself feel a bunch of guilt and pain and remorse and resentment and frustration and regret over the past you, you don't have any control over that it's not even real anymore but if you feel that way in the present moment then I can pretty much promise you what's gonna be happening in your future because how we're feeling right now is what's the biggest determinant determining factor of the future that we create look at this look how long I'm going here on this Facebook like people are gonna turn this thing on in the beginning and they're gonna be like the dude went for an hour and a half <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to an hour and a half don't that's fine uh, yes holding back sucks you feel lost yeah amen Parker yeah we always have a choice at every moment thank you Kathleen what's going on now and now and now yeah translate procrastinate what Ingrid I don't understand <laughs> so anyway thank you um, all right y'all I'm headed over to funnel hacking um, give Russell Brunson your money that would be a, a that would be an invitation would be a smart investment in yourself is to give Russell Brunson money because he's leading a movement of other movement makers that's very powerful and undeniable on the planet like for sure his book is called expert secrets how to create a movement of people who pay you for your advice how cool is that are you kidding me right now who doesn't want to lead a movement you can create and craft your own movement in your own brand I've watched my friends do it 
I've wanted to do it for a long time and haven't been willing to give myself permission to do it because I probably had some personal growth that I had to go through first, some insights I had to, you know, get move into alignment with and like decide on. But I'm like, there's no, there's no looking back now, dude. Like, um, oh, okay, procrastinator. What did you say, um, Ingrid? I said a lot of things. But uh, yeah, nobody is a procrastinator in their nature. They may have behaved like that, but in your nature, the only thing you really are, if you were to say I am X, don't say anything that's negative after I am. And uh, definitely don't want to do that. So anyway, that's all. All right, y'all. I'm out of here. Peace. See you later. Bye.